Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction. Today, we're going to discuss the importance of a deload and or recovery phase. With me, as always, is Master Curtis Howdown. Curtis Howdown. Bonjour. Good day, sir. <laughs> so for me, I wanted to discuss this in 10 to 15 minutes tops. And the objective for me is to get people to uh, buy into the value or the importance of a deload or a recovery phase. All right. Welcome back to Fitness or Fiction, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the hype of the health and fitness industry. Every week, we dig into a new topic and help you wade through the real information to make solid decisions on your fitness journey. So I was thinking, you know, I've actually spoken with clients on it recently, and I couldn't extremely articulate the values or, or the details behind a deload other than it's valuable. So I wanted to get your take on the deload. For me, the simplification of a deload is, or recovery phase, is when you're exercising, you're providing stimulus to the body or resistance or a challenge that the body is going to take a little bit of a breakdown and then you recover and you come back stronger. It's a super compensation. Yeah. So there's super compensation when you recover and uh, the body comes back stronger so that it can handle those tasks going forward. So you break down, recover, and super compensate mm -hmm. to recover. But over, let's say, a 12-week period after doing that, there's still a kind of a, a deficit going on behind the scenes. There's damage going on behind the scenes that needs excess time to recover and a 24- or 48-hour period isn't necessarily cutting it to make up that deficit that was accumulated over 12 weeks of programming or 12 weeks of exercise. So that's kind of a, a simpler way of putting it, but I think that you can maybe touch on a little bit more of the details as to why it's valuable. Well, I think this all comes back to like basic exercise programming in a lot of ways. And the biggest thing that I talk to people about understanding is that exercise is a stress. It's a good stress. Um, but it is a stress to the system. So this is why I often will talk trash about you. You take somebody who's already stressed out. You give them like big blow your brains out systemic workouts. Like things that are going to work their whole body really hard. Like really big circuits or something like this. Mm -hmm. And then they struggle to get results. It's because they're already dealing in a high cortisol environment. And you're just adding more stress. So what we're really talking about here is recoverability. That's how the N1 system talks about it. And I really like the, the way that Kaz does that. You know, one of the things that we look at is you break your system down to a certain level and your performance is actually going to decrease. Like after a big bench day, for example, you come in the next day and you're not going to bench the same. Mm -hmm. Your performance is down. So you need to be able to recover. And what you want to do is super compensate. So instead of recovering back to where you were, you want to just take a little bit more. And your brain is kind of wired to deal with that. And it's kind of, there's this... 5% carryover principle where if you're squatting and you go down to a certain depth, your brain will kind of irradiate and take care of about 5% or 5 degrees outside of that um, so that it, the joint is taken care of outside of what you're using. Mm -hmm. So when we start looking at this, the, the results you get in the gym, you can't get by just beating yourself up. And this is an idea that's propagated in a lot of different spaces, but mostly marketing. I think it's easiest to say. You, the things that you see on a sport check commercial have to be interesting and novel. Mm -hmm. So what are they showing? They're showing some intense crap. People working really hard. They're not going to show their rest periods. Yeah. I'm going to show them meditating. Sleep country shows the rest yeah. periods. There we go. Sleep country. Yeah. Canada, why buy a mattress? Eh, free advertising. 
Well, I bought mine at Ikea because it was a third of the price. But uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's why you'd buy it somewhere else. Sorry. But but really, truthfully, it's not just the stimulus that you're applying to the system and the stress that you're applying. It's your ability to recover from that stress that actually gets you re your results. Mm -hmm. So by definition, you cannot get results on something that you can't recover from. Mm -hmm. So when we look at recovery, we can break it down into the three phases that we program in. You've got your microcycle recovery, which would be like your day-to-day. -day. You have a good sleep. That's, that's some recovery. That's how you recovery. feel the next day. Yeah. yeah. Um, your mesocycle is like, how do you feel after the week? Are you rolling into the weekend just smoked? Um, and then you could go a macro cycle and you could say, well, how'd the month go? How are you feeling today versus, you know, the start of the month? Yeah. So rest in all of these realms is really important. But the real hangup that a lot of people get into is they love exercise and that's great. But they hammer exercise. And then recovery is a large ball of wax. Like we have nutrition, we have sleep, um, we have the ability to actually unplug. And that doesn't mean being away from electronical devices. It can. Less stimulus. Electronical. Electronics. <laughs> um, can you stay away from electronic devices? Like, I don't know. Can you shut off? Can you change from the sympathetic system of go, go, go to the parasympathetic system of rest and recover and digest? Yeah. And... That can be a problem for a lot of people. I think people really get confused with that too. And myself included being like, I'm a nerd when I'm not like exercising. If I'm not adulting and doing stuff like I want to, my downtime is very enjoyable to play games. Sometimes I have games, you know, those auto play games on your cell phone. I can play a game on my computer while I play a game on my cell phone, playing two games at one time. The dopamine rush, like my brain is like, oh man, this is fun. Like we're like playing, oh, we're doing two things at once. The dopamine is crazy. But in regards to the rest recovery of that, like I don't feel rested after that. And I think that some people trick themselves thinking that that is resting because it's downtime, but it's not really downtime. Well, and you know, this is, we can talk about recovery itself um, as, as a separate podcast because this is a ball of wax because mm -hmm. then we'd have to get into mindfulness practices and things like that. But Recovery is kind of what leads us to the concept that we're talking about today, which is our recovery week or deload. We're just using recovery week as, as an, a way of explaining what a deload is. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> the way that we'd want to break down that information is like, okay, so first of all, you have the stimulus that you're using in your phase. If you, if you have a coach, hopefully you have an identified stimulus. That would be ideal. So it's, it's like, well, I'm using AMPK or mechanical tension or mechanical damage or neurology. And you can use whatever word you want. Maybe it's a strength phase or something like this, but yeah. that would be neurological. So I have a, a client named Damien. And Damien's getting to be a pretty darn good Olympic lifter. And he just started a year and a half ago or something like this. But he'll be at provincials again this year. He got fourth last year. And he'll climb the charts a little bit this year because he's been putting in some good work. Recently, I gave him a two-week AMPK phase at the end of a, a big um, loading phase. Mm -hmm. So he's finished, finished doing like traditional kind of Olympic lifting sort of workouts. And I give him this AMPK phase. It's like really pumpy, eight sets of eight. And you're, you're really challenging um, the amount of fuel that the muscle holds. And he's like, well, this doesn't really apply to Olympic lifting. I'm like, mm, doesn't? Let's see. Comes back from that phase and he's doing really great after that phase. He's had a blowout phase. Mm-hmm. And so really what is your deload or recovery phase? It's kind of the opposite of what you've been doing. So if my identified stimulus was 
neurology, I have a few ways I can go. I can go the other road and be like, well, we've been doing a lot of neurological stuff. I want to teach the muscle how to hold carbohydrates better. So something like sarcoplasmic or an AMPK phase or something like that is going to be the opposite stimulus, but it's going to teach the muscle how to hold more fuel. Mm -hmm. So if you take some time to do that, A, you're not putting as much tension through the system. You're not challenging the brain as much so it can fully recover. B, you're working on another system that isn't quite as active with what you've been doing, which is, like I said, the, the system of holding carbs in the muscle. So you come back in to, let's say you're using the same phase. You know, well, we just finished this phase, and then we did our, our deload, and, and we applied a metabolic stimulus, local metabolic. And now my muscles are holding a little bit more fuel. I'm going to go back into my neurological or strength-based phase, and what's going to happen? Well, my muscles are holding fuel better. So guess what happened? He's lifting more load. Yeah. So it, it seems almost counterintuitive because people are like, well, I want to keep doing, I, I want to keep working towards my goal. It's like, yeah, you need to understand that there's different ways of doing that. Yeah. That's kind of like cycling the phase in the periodization, like cycling the focus. I'm talking like a, like a, you just finished like 12 weeks of programming different phases and focuses and having a one week pure deload with either like, cardio and flexibility or light movement like light tension not really challenging the system is that something that you yeah it's one and the same because that's still a programmed phase right yeah yeah so like all i'm saying is that the recovery phase can be a lot of different things yeah so like when you when you look at a deload if i if i was just taking like a straight on deload week for an olympic lifter and i'm not even changing the stimulus let's just say i'm going to leave the same stimulus we're going to do neurology it's like okay well i'm going to give you lifts that are like 70 and 80 percent which you see often mm. but i'm going to give you singles you know 70 and 80 percent that's going to be the exact um relative intensity that they're working at 70 percent it's it's low mm -hmm. when i give you 70 percent for three reps all of a sudden the the relative intensity is much higher than 70 percent. so it's like yeah well listen you're just going to do four sets less sets than you need i'm going to give you just four sets of one and you're going to be able to to get in there, do those lifts, but it's so much less volume, your body can recover better. Yeah. But that's two different approaches, right? You can choose to stay in the same sort of phase and just back off the total work. Or you can choose to use a complementary type phase. And like that's a short phase. You usually wouldn't do a phase for one or two weeks, but that's an example, let's say. Yeah. But it all comes back to the concept of your body needs time to recover. Yeah. And Let's talk about, okay, what's your body doing when you sleep? It's rephosphylating. So your body uses ATP as an energy system. That's what it uses. That's the energy it uses. Your body doesn't use carbs. It uses carbs to make ATP. That's what it does. Yeah. So adenosine triphosphate breaks it down to ADP or AMP and breaks it all down. So diphosphate or monophosphate. When you're sleeping, your body is rephosphylating, restoring all of the energy. If you stop somebody from sleeping, totally stop them from sleeping, I think, I think it's something like five days where if you have zero sleep, you can actually die. Yeah. Because you haven't had the time to rephosphate so your brain can actually function. Mm -hmm. So like what's the need of a deload or a recovery phase? Well, the need is this. If you're working at a sufficient enough intensity, you should have time for your body to recover. And if it's not in the same system... Because let's say you're doing a cardiovascular-based system, you just back it off to do less and just do some mobility. Or in a lot of ways, what I, f I find to be more valuable 
is just doing a different type of stimulus. Yeah. I think my takeaway from this little episode that we're doing is valuing the deload or the recovery, thinking about it on a deeper term than just the muscles and just the body, because not taking into consideration the nutrition, the sleep, the brain, all of those other facets, and being stress is stress. For me, I think exercise for people is a stress reliever. Like, oh, I feel better after the gym, yes. but I myself have experienced it where the gym was a stress reliever for me. But when my personal life stress became so overbearing, I couldn't even really, I couldn't really push myself in the gym because my body just didn't have it. And then because I couldn't push myself in the gym, I would feel worse coming out of the gym because I'm like, oh man, that was a shitty workout. Like the workout was supposed to make me feel better, but it's actually kind of digging me uh, a grave slowly because again, I'm pounding stress on top of stress and I'm not really emptying that cup effectively or efficiently, whether it was not enough mindfulness, not enough sleep. It probably wasn't the the work itself, but there was, again, I, w I wasn't taking care of the other facets of recovery. Yeah, you call that overreaching. Yeah. You know, when you, you want to accomplish more than you have before, but sometimes you just don't have the setup for it. Yeah, I think and people have a really hard time backing off, like you said, though, like somebody that's already stressed out in life and they're struggling in the gym, they want to try to give as much as they can, but they don't got anything. And like I said, it becomes that vicious cycle of like, I feel like shit because I'm already stressed and the workout's not helping anymore. Yeah, and really it's just changing approach. Like that when we talk about deload, sometimes things just don't line up right. You know, like if you don't if you can't get in your full workout, you can be pissed off and take it out on other people or yourself and and whatever else. Or you can be like, Well, this is this is the time that I have allotted today, I'm gonna do the best that I can with that. Or you know what, I'm feeling like garbage. I'm gonna do something that doesn't feel like garbage. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna go for a half hour spin. That's not what I do usually, but I'm just gonna do some recovery and that's it. Yeah, for example, I was working out um, solo, off program, kind of intuitively training, doing Olympic weightlifting and gymnastics and complex stuff. Required a lot of skill, a lot of neurological brain power and strength to to effectively do these movements. And I told you I was getting smoked and I wasn't feeling good anymore. And you actually put me on the AMPK protocol, and I was having better workouts not trying to do these extremely compound complex things or just beating my body into the ground but i wanted to do them so bad but dialing things back on that ampk and doing much more isolated or accessory type things and much more pumpy mm -hmm. um i was having good workouts again and it kind of helped make the gym feel better again so the right program for not only what you want but where you're at in life well this is why custom coaching is so important for me Mm. because if somebody sends me out a message like oh i'm having a really tough week the workout felt like garbage it's like cool so listen here this is what we're going to do for your next workout we're going to do this let me know how it goes mm -hmm. like it's custom you can adjust it for where the person is and just having having something where you're like this is still going to be good for me it's still working in the direction of my goals um it gives you kind of license to be like i'm okay with that yeah. you know and it's it is a very important takeaway that people need to get if you can't recover from it, it won't make you better. Yeah. So that's why you have these phases where you need to bring things down a little bit. It's like, well, I've been grinding. I've been getting great results and everything. All of a sudden, I'm noticing stagnation. Things are going the wrong way. That's called overreaching. You're you're not giving enough time for recovery. And you, need either, you either need to take your program and adjust it um, for that spot or 
if you've been doing really well for a long time, taking that deload phase where you're just giving your body a second to recover and, and maybe Slow exploring down. a different stimulus, that, that can be a really important thing. Yeah. Well, I think that about covers it for me. We'll try to keep this baby short and sweet. Are you, you happy? Happy pappy. Anything else you want to get across the table? No. Uh, the big thing to take away for me on this one is just that hard work is important and I tend to overuse that myself. I, I'm really good at pushing. Yeah, I've seen you drive yourself but, down once or twice. <laughs> yeah, once or twice. But the ability to recover is what makes you better. Yeah. Um, so giving yourself license to just settle down and do what you're capable of that day, it's very similar to last week. Like, do your best with what you have today. Don't yeah. be reaching for what isn't there today. That's one of the four agreements. There's a book called The Four Agreements. You read that one? Long time ago. You'd like it. It's a good one. Anyways, hopefully you guys... Uh, understand the value of the deload a little bit more if you have any questions on a deload hit us up in the comments on our youtube um, or one of our instagrams and we can definitely explore the topic deeper if there's anything you guys want us to discuss again comments instagram youtube we got one last week we're going to do soon it's going to be the psychological impacts of dieting yeah that's fun that's a big one yeah fun <laughs> but valuable yeah gonna be a little research behind that one if you made it this far thank you for joining us we'll see you on the next one Thanks for being here, folks. Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate your support. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, follow, and throw us a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.